Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode on a Monday, October 5, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. Trey and I will talk about LSU football, the Southeastern Conference, college football, the New Orleans Saints, and the NFL, and some very interesting COVID-19 statistics for you. You don't want to miss that near the end. Hey, connect with me on social media. You'll always be able to keep up with the podcast and anything else. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out all of our podcasts. Got one coming up on Chin Music. Major League Baseball playoffs with Rick Robinson on Wednesday. Trey Blossman's picks Thursday. Kunas and the Redneck. Anthony Gallo and I brought to you by IcebergLemo.com and Baton Rouge on Friday. We'll listen to a quick message from our host, Anchor. You need to start your own podcast. I'll tell you how in just a minute. Then we will be back with Trey Blossman for Sports Takes on a Monday afternoon. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You were talking sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, as I mentioned, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode episode of Sports Takes. We want to recap the weekend for you, kick a few things around. Again, we appreciate you listening. Please share this with all of your friends. It was a good weekend for lots of sports fans in Louisiana for a couple of reasons. Without any further ado, we say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing today? Doing great, Tommy. What a beautiful day outside in South Louisiana. It's a beautiful day. You're doing great. I'm doing great. But our picks sucked over the weekend. Tommy, I got to go back to the drawing board with the college <laughs> picks, man. I, I, I'm getting battered, man. <laughs> but, but a lot of people are. I mean, who would have thought Oklahoma would have two losses? Texas would have. Yeah, I mean, so... I don't think we're on an island here, but anyway, we want to. Well, yeah, it's fun. It's right. funny you say. It's funny you say island because I was just thinking I'm getting battered like a barrier island during hurricane season. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we've all been doing this long enough. Uh, you and I and Anthony struggled a little bit with the college picks. We're you did well in the NFL again, 63% on the season there. And we've all been doing this long enough to know you're going to have a bad week. It's the or, big picture. Or, or and, two. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's right. the big picture. And can you manage some money? Can you find some value somewhere? And, and we have fun with it. And, and you know, we, we don't charge anything for our picks. So just remember, you get what you pay for. You know, <laughs> I mean, heck. But anyway, Trey, it was a nice weekend for the LSU Tigers uh, on the road SEC win. I know it's Vanderbilt. But that's still important, especially after their performance against Mississippi State. I think Tiger fans saw improvement in a lot of areas in that game. You're supposed to beat Vanderbilt 41-7. Vanderbilt scored 38 points last year on LSU, which had a better defense. I think that's safe to say. Uh, so, all in all, a good bounce back, a good correction, if you will. Week one to week two improvement. Coach Orgeron and the Tigers got it done in nashville well tommy everybody always says that the biggest improvement in a football team is between or from the first to the second game 
it certainly was improvement, but we played a different opponent. But you and I were both singing the praises of Mississippi State last week, and they laid an egg this weekend. I don't know anybody if anybody saw that game, but they were down a touchdown in the fourth quarter and made three trips to the red zone without a point. Uh, hardly the same team that we saw in Tiger Stadium the previous week. And look, it just goes to show you, you have to remember, these are 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old young men. They're living in tumultuous times, the craziest year that you and I, who were in the 60-age group, have ever seen. Uh, the season is unfolding in a very strange way. The NFL playing a little more true to form. Those guys are professionals, okay? They're not amateurs. So I think it's time to take a step back and reevaluate some of these college football teams. Look, Clemson struggled Saturday night. They won by 18 points, but they allowed Virginia, who has a new quarterback after losing Bryce Perkins, who was responsible for like 70-something percent of their offense last year. They moved the ball up and down the field almost at will against Clemson. Look, Oklahoma and Texas, how'd you like to be a Boomer Sooner or a Longhorn fan today? Imagine the misery and heartache those people are feeling, you know? Spencer Rattler's supposed to be the best freshman quarterback in the country. He throws what, I, if I remember correctly, was a first down pick in the red zone on a drive that could have tied the game and sent it into overtime or won it with a two-point conversion. Texas is going in for the win. Their running back reaches to reach the ball across the goal and gets hit and loses the ball at the goal line, denying them a winning touchdown. Uh, it, it's been a crazy season. It's young yet. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, Tommy. Well, and that ass clown for Kentucky running for a touchdown decides a showboat. They tackle him, fumble. They don't get in. He lose, They lose the game. A couple of things. I want to tip my hat to Arkansas. They had lost 20 consecutive conference games. They snapped that streak. They get off the schneid. I don't care who you are. You, you break a 20-game conference losing streak. Doesn't matter what conference. I want to tip my hat to Arkansas for getting it done. I misread the Vanderbilt-LSU game. I put too much stock in Vanderbilt playing Texas A&M tough. We now know A&M doesn't have a quarterback. We know Vanderbilt doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, so I misread that. I made a late pick on the Kunas and the Redneck of Vanderbilt plus 20 and a half. Obviously, I was wrong on that one. That was a late pick. I wasn't going to play the game, but I did make the pick, and I was incorrect. So I misread that, and that, and that happens. However, LSU did what they had to do statistically – I mean, Miles Brennan looked a lot better. The offensive line, they looked a lot better. That, Like you talked about, that game one to game two improvement. John Emery, you know, here's a guy who waited his turn. Keep in mind, Clyde Edwards-Alaire waited his turn until a breakout last year and put him in the first round of the NFL draft. And I don't know if that'll happen to Emery, but he had a heck of a ball game. Actually, he even picked up some blitzes on, on a couple of blocking on, on the pass plays. So, LSU got it done. Terrence Marshall is phenomenal. Many people hoping he passes up Chase on the draft boards because Chase chose to, you know, leave his teammates and, and, and opt out. So LSU and the defense was there. Zuckerberg did a good job punting again. And Tigers are supposed to beat Vanderbilt. They did. You know, 8 p.m. this coming Saturday, Missouri comes to town. They're not good. 
should be another chance for LSU to, you know, kick some more things into gear because then they got to go to Gainesville the week after it. But nice win for LSU, improvement in many areas of the game, and I think that's what the fans wanted to see. Yeah, Tommy, well, look, Marshall is obviously a major beneficiary of Chase's decision not to play. Remember, coming out of high school, Terrace Marshall was a higher recruit, a more big-time recruit than was Chase. He's certainly shooting up draft boards. He's an absolute stud. Yeah, I was glad to see Emory have a good game. A couple other people that I thought stood out. John, John Trey Kirkland had a great game. We've got incredible depth at wide receiver. Hey, Cameron Wire in his first start was an absolute animal on the offensive line. He destroys people, Tommy. He's going to be fun to watch for the next three or four years. <laughs> also, Stingley showed his value. Uh, Ricks is going to be an outstanding corner. Uh, and you mentioned our punter, Von Rosenberg. Our kicking game is as good as it's ever been, and it might be the best in the country. We got a guy booming punts, downing them inside the 20, and we got a guy who hit a 53-yard field goal. We're in pretty good shape in the kicking game. I mentioned last week that I was disgusted with a lot of the LSU fans and particularly the ones that wanted to bench Miles Brennan. I thought that was ridiculous talk. I gave him a B for last week's performance. I gave him a B plus this week, Tommy. He looks pretty good. He can sling it around. He made quicker decisions. He was not sacked. Uh, he had a very good game and no, no Tiger quarterback has come on the scene and back-to-back -back starts one and two and put up the kind of numbers that he's putting up. Uh, you know, I remember a really great debut by Tommy Hodson back in the days when we didn't follow recruiting as closely as we do now. And I showed up for the LSU game versus Texas A&M. Kevin Murray, father of Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, was the quarterback for number three ranked Texas A&M. They came to town as a season ticket holder. I went to the game not knowing who LSU's starting quarterback was going to be. That's how different it was in 1983 as compared to today. Well, a kid from Matthews, Louisiana named Tommy Hodson was the starting quarterback. He was the better quarterback on the field that day, better than the All-American Murray. He went on to have a great career, but not even that game by Tom Hodson approaches anywhere near what Miles Brennan has done in his first two starts. Well, no, I think Brennan showed marked improvement, you know, and that, that's what you got to do. You got to go get better. He, he's, he, he wasn't perfect the other day, but you know what? There were a lot of high school, college, and pro quarterbacks that weren't perfect this past weekend. So I think you just have to continue to improve. You got to give him credit. He's the guy. They've hung their hat on him, you know, and uh, if they get way up against Missouri, I don't know if we'll see another quarterback or not. We didn't see Brennan. Last year, a few times when when Burrow had the team way up. So that that's up to Coach O and Coach Ensminger. I, I won't even get into that. But he's the quarterback, and I got to believe his confidence has increased. The offensive line's confidence has has increased. Cameron Wire, you know, he also played basketball at East Ascension High School down in Ascension Parish. I, I saw him play basketball. I, I couldn't believe his athleticism with his height and his weight, the big guy. And then he's now transferred that onto the football field. That athleticism for a guy that size is very impressive. And he's a really good kid. I had a few conversations with him over the years, and, and his coaches all told me he's a really good kid as well. Look, so, Tom, LSU, In uniform, Tommy, he looks a bit like Gronk. 
<laughs> I mean, he is a big, tall, rangy drink of water. And on that uh, wide receiver screen that he went downfield, he just blew up that poor defensive back. Yeah, the guy didn't have a shot. So, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, it's again, LSU's loaded with talent. I said this before the season, before they lost to Mississippi State. And no, I did not think – I've actually missed both LSU games so far this year. After last year, getting dang near all of them exactly correct. So there's a lot of talent. These guys are coming. I'll use Coach O's thing. We're coming. The defense is coming. You saw it a marked improvement. Now, granted, Vanderbilt had a true freshman quarterback, and he might be good one day, but he wasn't good the other night. So uh, that's that. And, and I think, you know, hey, Alabama's 2-0. and Everybody else in the SEC West is 1-1. and So, you know, it's going to be a wild ride the next eight weeks through SEC play. Tommy, Alabama looks pretty good, man. No, that <laughs> offense is unbelievable. That defense, Dylan Moses, Baton Rouge kid. I mean, no, hey, they, look, they got football pro- props, players. Props for that kid for coming back. You know, as an LSU fan, I was angry when he went to Bama. When he got hurt, it didn't break my heart. Uh, I, I was hoping he wouldn't come back. But props for him and for that program that he wanted to come back and play. And, you know, if you're if you're performing at the top levels, at the anticipation that you're going to be in the playoffs every year, if if your team is at that level, you're going to have years where this is your chance. We had that last year. Bama looks to be a team that could easily win the national championship this year. Funny, funny stuff today. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss coach, they got a, a the game against the other day well they play Bama this week and Kiffin said how come everybody in the country had opt-outs except Alabama he says Nick Saban must have a good plan going a little friendly fire from Lane Kiffin who worked for Saban uh, for a couple of years but thought that was kind of interesting but Lane Kiffin he's great for the media because he'll say what he's thinking he and Leach I mean they have added a lot to the SEC in my opinion. All right, some final college football comments before we talk a little to all in Saints. The polls are out. I, I, I can't get warm and fuzzy with Big Ten and Pac-12 teams being in the polls when they're not playing. You pointed out earlier, it's like the preseason polls. It's based on their talent level last year, the reputation, coaching staffs, and all that. But, you know, I guess you just defer to the mind-boggling year of 2020. Nothing is normal. Nothing's close to normal nor are the college football polls. No, and look, when they, they mean nothing right now. I haven't even really looked at them, to be honest with you. I know we fell from like 8th to 20th after the loss to Mississippi State. And we probably go up just a few points this They're week. They're up to but, 17. Yeah, 17. It, it's going to be a strange year. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Before we get off of college football, I want to mention this, Tommy. Uh BYU looks really, really good. I know they really haven't played anybody yet, but uh, their quarterback, Zach Wilson, is as good as I've seen in a while. And I watched Joe Burrow play 15 games last year, and I watched some of those games four and five times. If you get a chance to check out Zach Wilson and the BYU Cougars, do yourself a favor and watch it. They're fun He's a really athletic and gifted quarterback, and they're performing at a level that BYU hasn't been at in some time. But remember, this is a team that has won national championship. 
Yeah, you're right about that. We remind you, you're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Price. And once a week with Sports Takes, don't forget each and every Thursday, Trey's NFL and NCAA picks against the spring. NFL are having some COVID-19 issues, some stuff flying around. But, but after tonight, Monday the 5th, they'll be one quarter of the way through the regular season. Or at the quarter pole, May, as amazing as that sounds. Saints get a nice win on the road against Detroit. I say this all the time. It's hard to win an NFL game. I don't care who you are, who you're playing, or where you're playing. The the guys on the other sidelines are being paid to win. The coaches are being paid to win. And even though they're a good team, that's still 53 of the best football players in the world. So it's hard to win an NFL game. Saints did that on the road against Detroit yesterday after falling behind 14-0. I think you tip your hat to that. They come home next week for a Monday night game when they host the Chargers from Los Angeles. So uh, Saints looked a little better. Breeze looked a little better. And they had a lot of people out. And the rest of the NFL is just kind of moving along. Well, you know, Tommy, it was 14-0 before you could blink. Well, you know, say joke, people hadn't even settled into their seats yet. If they were settling into the seats, of course, there was no one there. But uh, it, it was a nice comeback. The rest of the first half where they outscored the Lions 28 to nothing was big. The score they got late in the half to take the 14-point lead was awesome. They needed it. It was timely. Uh, I thought the game set up nicely for them at that point. But I have a new verb, Tommy. Uh-oh. You know, I proposed a rule change a few weeks ago. This week, I'm proposing a new word, a verb. The Saints almost got falconed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. They almost well, blew a lead? <laughs> falconed is going to be de- de- defined as a team that came from behind in a game that looked like they had no chance to win and defeated another football team. The, the Falcons have really taken it hard on the chin, and uh, they've been ridiculed for it, and for good reason. I'm anxious to see what kind of mental condition they show up in to play a tough game tonight. But the Saints almost got Falcon. Thank goodness they didn't. It was a good, good win. Look, a road win. Uh, we get an extra day's rest this week. Is it, is it is Monday night next week or is it Sunday night? I, I don't yeah, even I know. I think it's Monday against the I know, Chargers. I know it's a night Dome. game. I know it's a night game. Against it's next the Monday. It, it's next Monday. Commissioner Goodell emailed the mayor of New Orleans encouraging her to let fans in for that game, even at a limited capacity. And she said he didn't know. He meant nothing to New Orleans. She did. She's such an idiot. She doesn't realize <laughs> – how much the Saints, the Saints fans, mean to the economy of the city and surrounding areas. But her focus is the city and the walls. Like she, she should maybe like look into that a little bit. She didn't know Tulane had a football team. She doesn't. Pay. What the hell is she good for? I say nothing. Tommy, she is crushing the economy of New Orleans. Uh, it's sad to watch. She is the worst of a long string of bad mayors going back to the 1970 election of Moon Landrew. Uh, I think we have to go back before the moon to find a good mayor of New Orleans. But with all those bad mayors in a row, she's by far the worst. 
Well, you know, I grew up in Chalmette. Technically, that's not New Orleans, but I spent a lot of time in the French Quarter and the city of New Orleans back when when Mom wanted to go shopping. You went to Canal Street because they didn't have malls and anything. That's where else. we went and from the North Shore, Tommy. Yeah, we drove so, up to Canal Street. And, and, and you know, I worked in the Quarter in my late teens and early twenties at, at Pat O'Brien's, the Amelia's Bar. Uh, among other places. Uh, love the city of New Orleans. Can't tell you how many great times I've had there, whether it was Mardi Gras, Jazz, Sugar Bowl, whatever it might have been. And for, to watch her just crush what is by, and, and, but many people think one of the greatest cities on earth with the diversity, the music, the food, the people. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But for her to just crush the people of New Orleans, crush the economy of New Orleans for no reason. No, no science, for, for, political for political reasons, for no, no scientific or medically supported reasons. She has just destroyed one of the top cities on earth, not just in Louisiana, not just in America, not in the world, on the planet. And it's so unfortunate that she has just crushed so much that made that city what it was. And, and uh, they'll bounce back and they'll recover because if you can recover from Katrina, you can recover. Well, from Tommy, there's a big difference. After Katrina, we recovered with the help of a ton of federal money. Right. Now that's okay. not coming. That's not coming. No, it's right. not. All right. All right. Trey, uh, I, got a, I got a closing comment. Do you have any closing comments? Not really, other than okay, well, I got one you may want to comment on. What a great sports night we're going to have tonight on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, baseball playoffs, too, today. Yeah, the divisional yeah. Series. two, two NFL right. games and two, two major league games. All right, Trey, I got a stat for you. I don't think you've seen it. I just saw it 30 minutes ago. Uh, you need you and everybody listening to the podcast needs to really listen to this one, okay? Here we go. At 50 major universities, there have now been over 70,000 positive tests for COVID-19. There have been three, one, two, three hospitalizations out of 70. Thousand. There have been zero deaths. 70,000 positive tests, three hospitalizations, zero deaths. All kids of all ages should be 100% back in school starting this afternoon. Oh, absolutely, Tommy. This never was any major threat to the youth of, a, of the country. And remember, at the very beginning of all this COVID nonsense, we needed to flatten the curve. They, they really wanted people to get it. That's how we were going to get to herd immunity by having so many cases. The game has changed. It changed because of politics. That's really sad. Uh, moving forward, I, I get mad every time I have to put on a mask. Uh, I tend to stay out of the areas where I need them at this point, but it, it's really sad. Speaking of masks, Tommy, this will be my closing comment. I don't even remember which stadium this was in, but this was a beautiful thing. They had masks on the cardboard fans. Okay, I'll say this. Okay, this is this is for the. No, I can't say that word. That'll be mean. Everyone needs to think about what I'm about to say. Then we're going to wrap up. If masks truly worked, which they don't, but if they did. Let's all wear one and put 100,000 people in Tiger Stadium. Let's put 65,000 in the Superdome. Let's fill the restaurants. Let's fill the ballrooms. Let's fill the pool halls. Let, let's fill everything and everybody wear a mask. I will. I would wear one 
if they said everything's open, but you got to wear a mask. And I think the majority of people would. But the truth of the matter is the masks don't work. They don't prevent the virus. And more importantly, they cause other issues, especially in children who wear them for five, six hours a day at school. You got bacterial infections. You got you got bad breath problems. I mean, it's causing more problems than it. I mean, it's just it's a total political hoax slash joke. This is called sports takes, but I got a little political. Hey, that's all right. So, sometimes those things need to be done, Tommy. Trey Blossman, Thursday, that evening, we'll drop your picks in NFL and NCAA football against the spread. Always looking to have fun, make some money. Trey, you have a great day. Thank you, Tommy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.